You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation with Michael Pearl entitled, Jumping Ship. This is part three of four. Michael, I have a question. Yes. What about the, what about the, and I appreciate what you're talking about, the type of church, the sharing, um, just everything that you're saying. I appreciate that type of body, that type of fellowship. But what about the Mennonite and the Amish that's listening and saying, I'm not sure if I want my child leaving our culture. What do you have to say to them? Well, I, in, in where I live, like I said, I live on the edge of a horse and buggy community. There's a few of them starting to drive tractors and pull wagons with the whole family in the back of it. Uh, the other day I saw a, uh, a, a guy going along in a riding lawnmower he'd souped up, and he's pulling a little two-wheel wagon, and right in the middle of that little wagon was a chair, and his mother was sitting straight up in that chair all wrapped up, and they were flying down the highway. <laughs> 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 so they're, they're becoming sort of liberal. They're progressing, if you know what I mean. Uh, and so what happens on several occasions, some of the community people, they, they have an Amish Mennonite church here, and some of them have come dissatisfied with the community and have come to meet with us. And in all cases, I've encouraged them to go back to their, to their community church, back to their lifestyle. Uh, and because I think, that, I think that the world outside, the world at large, is a slippery place. It's a dangerous place. It's a place that those of us who are raised in it, most of it, we're, we're surviving it. But it's like Job, I mean like uh, Lot, who vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their ungodly deeds. And when Lot was pulled out of the city by the hand of the angel, and while the city was burning behind him, and his wife had just turned into a pillar of salt, and he uh, is told to flee into the mountains, and he, he says to the angel, no, I'll die in those mountains. Let me go to that city, Zora. It's a little city. So he was pleading with the angel to get back into the city uh, where he was comfortable. And if people are raised in that and they get born again, they're kind of tough. Uh, they're kind of, they got some hardness to them to resist the world. But when people have been raised in a more farm life, away from the, the city life, when they get loose from their lifestyle, and they go crazy a lot of times. They want a red car, you know. They want a new car. They want uh, uh, fancy clothes and stuff that the rest of us are not interested in. We just we don't care one way or the other about what color our car is or whether it's an old one or what, as long as it gets us where we're going. We don't care about fancy clothes, uh, cheap uh, uh, cheap dollar store, Walmart stuff, or something we get from the junk store is quite satisfactory. Uh, some of these Amish people, when they leave, uh, just don't know how to handle the world. They don't have immunities to it. They're like somebody's never gone barefooted. First time they cut their foot, they get infection. And so I encourage, and I think there's something healthy about 
the farm life. That's the reason we moved here. Uh, I was making good money, uh, and I was uh, doing well in semi-city life where we lived in Memphis. And I moved here in order to have a little more hardship for the kids, in order for us to work together, the boys. We homeschooled. We never put them in public school. And uh, so it was good for us to grow squash and uh, pick it for sale, to plant 750 tomato plants and haul them into the market and raise cows and milk them and make our butter and put up our corn and our squash and can a couple thousand jars a year and raise our organic beef and a few pigs and, and all that. And it's, it was just, it's good, it's healthy, it's, it's a wonderful lifestyle, uh, which I would encourage anybody to, to adopt. So if the, I would say to the Amish, if you can stick with your lifestyle, if, if you get kicked out, and we've, we've had many people who get kicked out of the Amish church, and they don't know how to survive when they're not part of the community taking care of them. Uh, you can still get yourself a farm outside the community. You can go back to living simply. There's no need to be under bondage to the horse and buggy. You can get yourself an old junky pickup truck if you want to. But you can still maintain your rural, farm, simple lifestyle, uh, and you can associate with other like-minded people, and you can start a community of uh, semi-plain people that uh, maintains that a lot of what you had in the traditional Amish and Mennonite uh, church structure. There's no doubt. There's a lot of principles that Amish and Mennonites live by that are good. Now, what would you say in your experience, what do you see as a primary cause for many Amish youth to be leaving? Well, or jumping we, have, ship? Yeah, we have in our church here some Amish that have come from Ohio or other places who got born again and got kicked out of their church. And they just heard about us and came and looked us up. And some of them will come through and hang around for six months and get a little teaching. And then they're going off and start a farm or, you know, find another uh, a group of people somewhere that, to meet with. Uh, and the main cause is just like anywhere else. It's dissatisfaction with the parents, with the uh, community life, with the, the way the religion is applied. Uh, I know sometimes there's kids who just the devil gets in them and they want to go into the world and, and uh, they want to sin. They want to commit adultery. They want to get drunk. They want to you know, live riotously. And that happens, but uh, that's, that's understood that the devil can capture a soul and carry them away uh, if the wrong influences are brought to bear. But, but really what we're talking about is those young people that, that leave the, uh, the structure not because they're wanting to sin, but just because what they desire, even the righteous things they desire, they don't find in the tradition, and so they're looking for something deeper, something better, something more pure, something sweeter. So the way you keep those young people is you give them what they need. You give them something sincere, something truthful, not something that's full of uh, coercion, uh, full of uh, threats. All right. if, you have a, yeah, if you have a question or comment for Mr. Pearl, you can press 5 star on your phone and to write to his contact him his address no greater joy ministries 1000 pearl road pleasant yeah we will send you a free magazine uh once every two months uh that has a lot of articles in it and uh no greater joy magazine and all you have to do is uh write to no greater joy 1000 pearl road pleasantville tennessee that's 1000 pearl road pleasantville 
Tennessee, 37033. Now, if you can get online, you can go to nogreaterjoy.org, nogreaterjoy.org, and you can go online and read hundreds, um, maybe thousands of articles, and you can even see, if you have the capability, you can see video of us speaking about different subjects. And uh, you can also download Bible teaching free. I suggest the Book of Romans. If you can go online, you can get the Book of Romans, and it's probably 15, I don't know, probably 20, 25 hours of teaching from the Book of Romans, and it's also free. Uh, There are other things that we sell, but there's enough free stuff there to keep you busy for a couple of years. (laughs) All right, thank you. One of the things that affected me a lot when I read your book, Jumping Ship, was because I'm a... We have two small girls. You talk about safeguarding your children, and I never thought about that because we want to protect them from the world. But your daughter, Rebecca, wrote a letter, or she explained what you did, how you you were open about sin. You told them not if they come in contact with it, but when, and it makes a lot of sense. So I never thought about doing that before. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Well, uh, I, uh, I, I was once a teenager, and I survived it. But I had the disease, you know, uh, and I knew that my children were not going to be any different. I knew that I couldn't be there to protect them all the time. So I warned the boys about pornography. And back then, it was not as available as it is today. It was just magazines that were sold in some sleazy places, but people would buy those magazines and throw them out of their truck before they get home, and they'd be laying on the side of the road. Well, boys are going fishing and hunting, and they're riding their bicycles up and down the roads or walking somewhere to help somebody build something, and they're going to come across a dirty magazine eventually. And so I warned them. And I said, now, when you see that magazine, you're going to be tempted to look at it because the pictures are going to be quite exciting with naked people in there. And I was telling them this when they were six years old. I was warning them, and I would warn them periodically, regularly. And uh, I told them, now, here's what you do if you come across a magazine like that. Uh, Don't look at it. Don't even look at the cover. Reach behind your back, uh, pick it up, roll it up, wrap it in a piece of paper, bring it home, and we'll burn it so no one else will get it. Because I said, the the devil is in that, and he will grab your soul. And uh, they had seen uh, people come to the house that we counseled that had gotten mixed up in different kinds of sin, drugs, alcohol, prostitution. Uh, They had seen broken people and hurting people. And so they had seen many of them repent and come to Christ and testify of how they were in bondage. And so they knew I wasn't making this stuff up. This wasn't Santa Claus I was talking about. This was uh, not make-believe. This was the real thing. So I remember one day when uh, the uh, I think one of my daughters and a couple of my boys were out walking along, and they came home, sure enough, with uh, uh, some porno magazines wrapped up in a piece of paper. And they were very excited they'd found it and saved someone else from getting it. And so we very ceremoniously built a fire outside. It was summertime. And uh, put those magazines in the fire and burnt them up talking about the evils of it the whole time. So I uh, was proactive and anticipated that they would need that kind of warning ahead of time. Now, in our community here, some perverted idiot would take porno magazines and tear pages out and leave one about every 100 yards up and down the highway about every month or so. And uh, some of the other kids in the community ended up finding those pages and becoming sexual perverts. 
and ended up being pornography freaks and ended up with broken lives because they were not so warned. Uh, some of the Amish got a hold of those porno magazines. And uh, recently, one of the uh, young girls, uh, believe it or not, this is going to be a wild tale for you, but this is, this is the truth. One of the young girls uh, had a dream, and she saw a uh, fellow in the community uh, with a box in his uh, barn hidden, and uh, him uh, going to that. And uh, she told her mother, and uh, the mother told the father uh, of the girl, and the father uh, went to the fella, and sure enough, this guy had a stash of pornography up in his barn. And uh, so, I mean, it was supernatural, God revealing this. To, I think the girl was maybe, what, 16, 17? Uh, and uh, so this fellow had been spoiled by coming across that garbage because he was not saved, did not have the Spirit of God. And a couple of them had been caught peeking in windows, and uh, two of the girls my wife saw committing lesbian acts down by the creek. I mean, these are some of the Amish kids because they just weren't prepared. Uh, they weren't warned. They weren't... Uh, uh, taught uh, the book of Proverbs teaches and warns children against these things, and so you have to be proactive. You have to be. You have to teach them before they're old enough to experience those things. Because if you wait, uh, like I heard one fella, he said uh, to me, he said, "Should I talk to my ten-year-old about sex?" I said to him, "Learn from anybody you can, because if his kid's ten years old, he's already learned a whole lot." And the parent's naive to think that he's being proactive if he's waited till he's 10 years old. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.